Yeah, I do tell them though, girl. But I don't do that there though. Leg up. At times my face get low and my face it just shows. Don't the statements float, I'ma say it because I know. I got a sure thing in Christ. I got a sure thing in Christ. I got a sure thing in Christ. I see promise eternal life. Though some nights get bleak, there are days that get cold. I will rest in the wings of the Savior because I know. I got a sure thing in Christ. I got a sure thing in What's up, people? Peeps? Hey. Yep. You hear that voice? Did you hear that voice? Did y'all hear that? Let me try again. You hear me now? Can you, do you, yeah, y'all heard that. Do you know who voice that is? Whose voice that is? It's who is a, it? It's been a while. It's been a while. That's Joy. Joy. Hey. Joy's back in studio with us. Well, not back in... This is a new studio. This is actually... We're not really in a studio. We're in uh, an extra room in my house because my daughter is taking a nap right now. And... Oh. So well, we're using the extra. My contract says this to be a studio, so I'm out. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, this is a studio, but it's not it's not a Sound Speech Studios or S&J Studios. This is um we'll call this uh Dog and Cat Studios because they're also hanging out with us. So if you hear a random meow or that's me. yeah, that's Joy. <laughs> so he's uh channeling his inner spirit animal, which is a cat. Um, yeah, so we got a lot of sports to talk about today. It's been a while. Um, even though it's been a while, not a lot has happened. So um, we've really been trying to figure out what we're going to talk about because there's not a lot going on. But the first question, I know you all want to hear our opinion on this, foul or no foul? Definite no foul. No foul? No foul. Okay. If you don't know what we're talking about, um, for us – it was last night. For you, it's probably been about a week ago. Auburn and Virginia played their Final Four game, and Auburn was up by two points with the last – at the very end, just a few seconds left. Auburn was up by two points, and Virginia had the ball. They passed the ball to – what's his name? What's that guy's name? <laughs> ah. Joking. His name is <laughs> – his name is Guy. <laughs> <laughs> so they pass it to that guy, and um, he shoots a three, misses it, and they call a foul on Auburn. If you haven't seen it, YouTube it. And so Auburn fans are saying it wasn't a foul. Joy says it wasn't a foul. Oh, nope, take it back. It was a foul. It was a foul. Oh, foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you throw the word, I guess, Auburn in there, it makes it a foul. Um, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. what. Like, I think – horrible decision by the Auburn player. You cannot get that close to that guy, first of all. You can't jump towards him. You can't – like, you've got to force him to make a shot. You can't put the outcome of a game of that magnitude in the referee's hands. No, no that's it's a great question because you, you don't want the outcome of a game to come down to free throws. Yeah. But oh man, speaking of those free throws, dude, like what clutch? Like I, I'm so y'all know I, I'm a Duke fan, um. So I want nothing, really wanted nothing to do with this Final Four. It was really frustrating because if we would have beat Michigan State, we would have been in the Final Four with three teams that we already beat this year. But whatever. Um. So I didn't even wasn't even really watching it. I actually, went on a, a date with my wife and. We were at Outback and the TV was on and I saw this happen while while I was eating eating dinner 
And so I'm I'm watching it and I see guy get up there to shoot those free throws and you just I don't know, like the pressure in that situation gets to a lot of people. And after I saw him make that first free throw, I was all right, he's not gonna miss. Like he didn't even care. Like he's just like like ice water in his veins, man. How um, great are these videos of Auburn fans though thinking they won the game, not noticing the foul? Like they rolled Tumor's corner. Oh man. And, <laughs> are you serious? No, it's so funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Makes oh, me I so happy. To, yeah, I need to I need to watch those. Um so yeah, so I can see <laughs> like like I think there was it was there was enough contact there. I think you cannot I mean they've seemed to make an emphasis this year that you got to give a three point shooter or a jump shooter space to land. Um, because we've seen legs broken that way. Like you've got to give them the space to land. And he took that space. And even though there wasn't a ton of contact, like it's obvious, like he interfered with him landing after he made the shot. Um, but I could also see, like, I could see a foul not being called there also. So I don't know. I, I could see, I could see it going both ways. I'd be okay with no foul. But if it was my team, I would have wanted to foul in that spot, mm-hmm. regardless of whether it was a few seconds left or 15 minutes left in the game. Yeah, which that did happen to my other team, Tennessee, if you remember. They made a foul there at the end against Purdue that put that guy on the line, and he sank two of three, and we went into overtime. We were winning that game by two. That's That was that was stupid, but I think that was even more a foul than what we saw the other night. I don't know if you knew this, so if you don't know – if you don't know us or where we're located, we're located in, in North Alabama, um, Muscle Shoals, Florence area. The uh, the point guard for Tennessee, um, Taylor, I think is his name, the one that fouled that guy, but the one also the one that made that big three in the SEC tournament to put them um, against, against Kentucky, to put them ahead of Kentucky. He's from Florence. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I think he I think he played his senior year at IMG Academy, but he's from from Florence. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And watch too much Tennessee basketball. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so that's I, I would say having said that, um this NCAA tournament has been awful um because Duke's not gonna win it. No, I'm just kidding. Um I really do miss Zion, man. Like he was Oh, those were the good old days. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. That's, that's one thing. That's one thing I hate and love about college basketball is, I think, very rarely does the best basketball team actually win the national championship. Yeah, one game samples, man. Yeah, you never know. I know, and, and this year, like I, you know, again, I'm a Duke fan. I think Duke was the the best team this year. Um, I think that was kind of, kind of obvious. Um, I think if you play a seven game series and all these games, like Duke Duke wins, having said that, I think the last national championship Duke had, which was the Jalil, Jalil Okafor, Justice Winslow that year. I don't think we were the best team that year. Um, if you remember, that was the year Kentucky went undefeated with Carl Anthony Towns and, um, 
Yeah, sorry. That's a like I told you, Cat and Dog Studios. Apparently, they decided to C and D. Yeah, C and D Studios. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. I think Kentucky was the best team that year, but Kentucky had a bad game, got beat by Wisconsin. We ended up facing Wisconsin in the championship game and beat Wisconsin, uh, thanks to our MVP of all MVPs, Grayson Allen. Um, <laughs> I hate that guy. Hey, Grayson, if you're listening to this, we would love to get you on an interview. I was looking, I saw a uh, tweet earlier that all of Texas Tech players are either three stars or two stars. And one guy wasn't even, he was zero stars. Wow. It was me. What? <laughs> That's how many stars I had. <laughs> how many stars I had coming out of high school. <laughs> if you put my stars and your stars and add them together, that's also how many stars. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what was the the guy? They've got the guy. I think he's a sophomore, but he's supposed to be a lottery pick for Texas Tech. Um, I wonder what kind of stars, how many stars he um, won, how many he picked up in high school. I don't think you pick up stars. It's not like Mario. Where you, uh, you, might. <laughs> you might start off with one in ninth grade, pick up a couple in sophomore year. Yeah, I, I guess so. Maybe <laughs> maybe it works like that. Um, all right, moving on. So that's that's basketball. I, I really do think it's been it's been an interesting tournament. It just uh, it always goes by way too fast. Yeah, the most uninteresting uninteresting <laughs> national championship game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, nobody wants to see Virginia ever play basketball, ever. Even though I did pick them to, I just picked them to play Duke. They're good. Nobody wants to watch them play though. If I had, if somebody gave me free tickets that game, I'm not, I'm not sure I'd go. I'd be like, ah, oh, it's Monday. It's my off day. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> um. Completely changing subjects, transition. Um, so, as if you don't know by now, you probably have heard, uh, Rob Gronkowski has retired. He's uh, tied in for New England Patriots. Possibly, I mean, definitely top five tight ends to ever play the game. Um, arguably the best tight end or most effective tight end ever. I mean, he's he's up there in the conversation with, like Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates and um, Jeremy Shockey. No, I'm just kidding. Not Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> um, with with those guys as best tight end to ever play. Is Shonky? Yeah, Jeremy Shonky. <laughs> um, that's not what I said. But uh, <laughs> um, so he retired. Retired a, l- a little early. Seemed to be some some health reasons there, but that that's not the what we want to talk about. Interesting thing is that it's, it's come out this week, this past week that Gronk has never spent a penny from out of the money he's made in the NFL. He has mm-hmm. saved all of it. He <clears throat> has Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. <laughs> Are we told the same guy. Yeah. He has lived during his career. He's lived off of just his endorsement deals, which I can't think of any of his, endorsement deals i do remember that wasn't he on wrestlemania one time yep I wonder how much i'm sure you got, i'm sure you got paid for that um so <laughs> but back in january it says he was signed to a six-year 54 million dollar contract wow so wow so yeah so he still got all that in the bank and i mean you you can't 
think of like, I mean, g- give me, is there a least likely professional athlete to have been really intelligent with their money than Rob Gronkowski? Yes, that is silence there. That's what you're hearing. Like, that, no. Like, it would, I would be less surprised has they said, and Gronk retired and he's broke now because he's spent all of his money on jello shots and glitter and glitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and DJs to be at his house at all times. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that would be less surprising, I guess, than I'm trying to look up some who. Some of endorsements are. Yeah, I can't think of ever seeing Gronk on a commercial on on really anything. Like I can't I don't know. I can't think of it. But um pop up ads. <laughs> yeah, we we really need like some uh some researchers here for our I mean, so if you want to be a researcher for sports and Jesus, we can't pay you anything. Um but we promise it'll be a, be a lot of fun. You'll laugh a lot. Yeah, you will laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, would be helpful if you know did this beforehand. Yeah, you you'd really laugh a lot. Or trust me, because you get to hear all the stuff that we don't put on the podcast that gets recorded, and then we have to go back and re-record, and <laughs> like us making funny noises accidentally into the microphone. No, we're professionals. That never happens. Yeah, this is this is one take, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is all. One take, always one take. Um, so, <laughs> so on the topic of football, um, if you remember, we were really excited about the Alliance of American Football, the AAF, and after what was it, three days? I think is that how long it lasted? No, <laughs> after a few months, the AAF has folded. Um, they hired Johnny Football, and it's over. So, Johnny Football kills something. I'm surprised the Canadian Football League is survived Johnny the Johnny Football experience. I wonder, though, so can these players, because you know the XFL is starting next year. Yeah. It's getting relaunched next year. Can these players that are, because everybody talks about, oh, they've lost their jobs. Can they not just go play in the XFL next year? Like, is this, is the XFL next year going to be basically like the same players, <laughs> just like different uniforms? <laughs> you would think so. You'd think they'd be able to just jump on board. If they're good enough, they'll they'll, they'll take them. I, I was really surprised that it didn't last longer because it seemed to be kind of a, a cool <clears throat> model, I guess, like the, the whole regional teams and all that. Um, I think they put the teams in – good cities i guess for it um i know memphis struggled there for a while until they got johnny football struggled getting people in the stadium but there was like the san antonio games there was a ton of people at those stadiums. i mean you put any kind of football in texas and people are gonna come watch it yeah (laughs) you put any kind of soccer in texas and people are not gonna watch it (laughs) (laughs) you would think uh and i think i read where they were trying to put players that played college in that area Mm -hmm. on the those kind of teams yeah they did that like the memphis team was like I had a quite a few like Tennessee players and Ole Miss players, and like the Birmingham team had a bunch of Alabama players and yeah. Auburn players and Mississippi State players, so it was like it was, I guess, cool that way because they these are guys that you might not know across the country, but like if you're an Alabama fan, like you know all these guys, like they've won national championships, and you're wondering, I can't think of it, like 
what, what's his name? Sims, the quarterback at Alabama. Yeah. You know, he was one of the backup quarterbacks for Birmingham. Yeah, that running back. Trent Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. Most people know Trent Richardson, but he did good, man. He he looked good. Like if I was the NFL team, I might give him a shot. He he looked he looked a lot smaller than I remember. I mean, he'd gotten a little <laughs> chunky. Maybe no, maybe I'm thinking Eddie Lacy. I think both of them. But yeah, they look the same person. <laughs> like all those Alabama running backs are like the same person. Uh, what's the one that plays? By the way, if you, if either of them listen to this, we are not located in Alabama in the Shoals area. Yeah, <laughs> and my name's not David. <laughs> um, what's what's the other running back that looks just like those guys that plays for the Titans that played at Alabama? Derrick Henry. Yeah, like they're all the same. They're the <laughs> same guy. Like he's killing it though, man. He stayed in pretty good shape, and he had that run last year. It was like ninety nine yards. <laughs> he's killing it. He had that one run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't watch. I don't watch it, that. He much. looked good. I don't watch week. much Titans yeah. football. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching the NFL. It's not going to be the Tennessee yeah. Titans. I saw, I saw him on SportsCenter that one time. It's crazy, <laughs> man. He looked real, real chipper there. But. All right. So Gronk has ten active sponsorships: Ooh, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Tide, not a surprise. That's JetBlue, surprise. What's JetBlue? JetBlue. Don't want to know. And here's the one that's not surprising: Monster Energy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not surprising at all. <laughs> so I mean he's wow again like least likely person <laughs> to make good financial decisions. He said Monster Energy just fits my personality. <laughs> <laughs> the brand is great, and I just like Monster, and I like beautiful girls too. What? What does it have to do? What? <laughs> <laughs> and I also like puppies. <laughs> what do you think, Monster Energy? You think? Gronk thinks puppies. I, <laughs> I like that. Like just starts naming off things that he likes. I like dancing and the color red. <laughs> he sounds just like it. <laughs> that's my that's my Gronk impersonation. Impersonation. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, there's not a lot of sports going on. Um. So I guess all we have to talk about now is uh, baseball. Going to the Braves game this weekend. Yep. All right, that's all we got um, on baseball. Um, I guess we could talk. Oh, we, I am excited about the uh, town close to us is getting a minor league team. Oh, Rocket City Trash Pandas. <laughs> I'm actually excited. I'm not wearing my Trash Panda hat, am I? No. no. I'm wearing my Grizzlies hat? Yep. Hashtag Grind City. <laughs> got to get that in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't know if I'll actually go to any games. but I mean, it's real close. Yeah. Hey, cheap. I paid eleven dollars for my Braves tickets. I mean Yeah. <laughs> but like I mean, let's be honest. Like like you go okay. Like you go to a major league baseball game in a major league baseball stadium, there's it's like the point of a major league baseball stadium is to give you enough stuff to do so that you won't get bored at the game. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> and you yeah. have that at the Braves Stadium. I don't know if you're gonna have. I don't think you really have that in minor league stadiums. Like I, I just, know. I've been. To, I don't know if I can. I don't know. I'm not much of a. Our past few years, I've really gotten to where I'll I'll sit down in front of the TV and I'll watch an entire baseball game. You do that? Yes. Do that? I can't do it. No, never. Yeah. So unless it's like the playoffs. But I've always loved going to baseball games. 
And I've been to a few Barons games down in Birmingham. They're fun. And still have fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm just Stats is gonna get mad at this. Stats is a big baseball guy. Which I guess he probably more he's a Mississippi State guy. And I mean if if you're a Mississippi State fan, like you've gotta be a baseball fan. I mean, what else do you have? Back tennis. <laughs> Got, Golf. Yeah. <laughs> Got, yeah, okay. Yeah, we don't want to alienate all our Mississippi State fans there. I'm I'm gonna get a call from stats when we release this. It, like every time we take a shot at Mississippi <laughs> State. But um real quick, I thought just a cool not cool, it's not a cool story, but uh, you probably haven't heard this just on the uh social issues. You know us as a as a podcast, something really close to our heart is uh racial reconciliation and against racism, both in you know, if if you're listening to this on on our Pantake Sports, then um we're strong Christians. Um Christianity has a lot to do with our podcast. Um, we do it. If you're listening to this on Sports and Jesus, that's pretty obvious. Um, but race against racism, both in society and in the church. But on a sports on a sports level, um, a interesting story of how I guess how racism really still does exist, not only in America but just just all over the world. I don't know if you um, if you're aware of the story, Joy. But um, I, I'm a big, and this is going to sound surprising to those of you that have been with us for a while. So I've, I've, I'm going to just confess, I like soccer um, now. <laughs> got Yeah, got stuck in an airport going to Ukraine, um, watched some soccer document soccer, soccer? soccer documentaries. I've heard of that sport. And, <laughs> and, uh, and got hooked. So I've become a big uh, Juventus fan, which is a team in Italy. So they've got a player. They're really good team, one of the best teams in Europe. It's the team that Cristiano Ronaldo plays for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have said before we signed him. <laughs> but um, he's – oh, my goodness, man. I could talk a whole podcast about what he did in that Champions League match. to get us to the, I'd, punch, yeah, him. I'd oh, punch him in the face if yeah, I saw him. I probably him. would too, but, man, can he <laughs> – like the power in his head. He's a good dude. soccer player. Yeah, <laughs> he's a as yeah. And he's okay. pretty. What? Yeah. So, uh, what? That? No. <laughs> anyway, um, so <laughs> he Ronaldo got hurt playing for Portugal, um, in the last the <laughs> the last um uh international break. So we've got a young player at striker. His name is Moise Keane. He's Italian. Which is where, so well. where our team I listen to a lot of soccer podcasts now, man. Um, <laughs> he's Italian, which is where our team is based. He plays for the Italian national team. He just turned 19, really young player. He's the youngest player to ever score in the Italian league. Um, he's also, he's, um, he's black. And he is, I was going to say he's African-American, but he's Italian. Um, but I don't really know how to say it. Okay, anyway, anyway uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah, move on. So he he's played five games for us, and he scored five goals. He's played has started two games for Italy. And I think he scored two goals. Like he's been an awesome surprise. So he's playing this game. They're playing. Um, I don't know how to say the away, the away team that they're playing at it starts to see, um, but they're playing this away game, and he's playing. And every time he touches the ball. Like just straight up 
racist. Like, I mean, it's awful. And Juve is up by one point, and he gets the pass to him towards the end of the game, scores. They go up by two, and his instead of celebrating, he runs around the goal where he's straight in front of the most, like the loudest, most hardcore away fans, and just kind of puts his hands up and stares at them. Like, just stares them down. Like, it was the most, one of the most savage moments I've ever <laughs> seen in, like, in sports. Like, it was so cool. Like, he just, like, just stares at them. And, uh, which is, is just cool. Like, that's a cool response to, like, racism. It's like, I'm yeah. going to score on your team, cause your team to lose the game, and then just like, what? <laughs> like, I'm not going to show you up. I'm, not, I'm just going to stare at you. Like, and, um, but it was just kind of a reminder of how, prevalent like racism is and not just in america but just how i mean it's it's an issue worldwide and it's um something that needs to be addressed on on a bunch of levels because there's literally in our world there never has been and isn't today and never will be any kind of place for i mean this is this is an italian guy right this is not like a foreign player that they're, I mean, this is like the only difference between this guy and the fans is the color of his skin. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just, it, it's awful, but go watch the video of him scoring. And, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. And, uh, Zion, if you're listening to this, you should come back to Duke for your sophomore season. That would be awesome. I would say I will give you all the money that I have, but then that would make you ineligible. But he's not saying it; he won't. Hey, Trey Jones posted on Instagram with his hands up, kind of shrugging his shoulders, that says, "Coming back." I I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe. But uh, so we'll catch y'all on the flippity the flip, flippity flip. <laughs> catch you on the flippity flop, flipping it. See you. Hello, right, let's go. I go. All powerful, awesome, sovereign. Father to the widow and the orphan. Hey, this is David. This episode is brought to you by Red Letter Clothing. You can go check them out at redletterclo.com. Got some really cool merch there. Gospel centered, Christ exalting merch. Go check them out and um, enjoy the rest of the show. So here tonight with uh, Jordan Rowe, who is um, him and his wife Hannah and son Judson are planning to move to Alaska in was it June? June, so like a month and a half. Yeah, not long um, now. My math's not good. Probably even closer by the time you're listening to this. You might be listening to this in June, and he's already <laughs> there. So, um, <laughs> so I just wanted to uh, introduce you listeners to to Jordan. He's a Great guy, great family. I'm um, looking, obviously, to move up there to be missionaries. God's called them to to northern Alaska, and I'm gonna let him kind of just just share a little bit, um, just real quick. I I know Jordan through he's a he's a member at my dad's church at Underwood, and 
during the the missions conference last year, I was running the the Ukraine table, and he was running, I guess, the Alaska table, or yeah, and our, and so when everybody went to church, we were kind of back there and just started talking and uh, talked, you know, the whole time. I got to hear this guy's heart for missions and for the gospel being spread and church planting, and then excited when I when I went back to Underwood again this year to hear that that they're planning on moving to Alaska and which is which is really cool. So um got a few questions here for you, Jordan. Jordan, yeah. say say hi to everybody. Hey everyone. Th- I just want to thank David for allowing me to be on here. Yeah. Always this, been a dream of mine. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's what everybody says. So you hear that out there. If if your dream is to be on this podcast, it might happen if you move somewhere to plant churches. <laughs> um, <laughs> so why why Alaska? And, and the also why so the the missions agency, I guess, is that the correct term for it? That that Jordan and his wife will be working with is called Northern Lights Missions. They're affiliated with the North American Mission Board and the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, so so why? What is it about Alaska, and what is it about Northern Lights that kind of has drawn y'all towards towards this? Uh, to be honest with you, David, for the longest time, my wife and I had planned on. Um, serving internationally and and so we got married a little over four years ago and and our goal was to get married her finish her university and and then us move and just god had a little different plan and and like i said we've been here like a little over four years and through that um three years ago we started going to um alaska with our church um, who had a partnership with northern lights missions and jeff and shelly and and from the very first time I met Jeff, honestly, it there was just God had made a connection there. I, the only way I can really ever describe it is like David and Jonathan, how God knit their hearts together. That, that was it, it was an unexplainable connection there. Like I said, the first time I met Jeff, and and so we was able to go up there and that first year and serve and and just see their heart and their willingness to serve and and do anything. Um, like I said, because the first year Underwood went, it was one of their first years serving. I think it was their second year living in Alaska, living in Alaska. So, um, we're just seeing them build connections and build relationships. And, um, and honestly, I, I came back home after that year and, and we were still planning on moving off internationally. And it wasn't until about, until about a year ago that Hannah and I, really started praying about Alaska specifically. And it was through that, that, that kind of God confirmed it. Um, it took longer for God to confirm it in my, my heart because, um, I have always wanted to go to Alaska and live in Alaska. Like that's been on my bucket list since I was in college. And, and that was one of those things I wanted to check and make sure my heart that it, I wasn't going to Alaska, um, just to, to be on some kind of adventure or just to, for the experience. I wanted to be going for, because that was where God was calling us. Yeah. And, and so especially, um, like I said, we were praying, we've been praying specifically roughly a year ago, um, about this. That was when we found out we were going to have our first child. And so now it wasn't just Hannah and I, it was going to be Hannah I, and Judson. And so just that responsibility of being the man of the household yeah. and, and that leadership that, that God has, has given us, um, I I made sure and, and sought God and and I know it was encouraging when 
we talked about it that my wife had said, Oh, I, I had felt God's confirmation, you know, months ago. I just was waiting for God to let you in on that. <laughs> wow. And, and so that was in, encouraging. And, and I, I can't say that there hadn't been times when the enemy has, has caused some doubt in there, but, um, Hannah and I both are confident that God is leading us to Alaska and has, has built that friendship with Jeff and Shelley and, and that ministry. And we're just looking forward to, to get up there and, um, in June and, and serving him in whatever capacity we can. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Um, so also, so in Alaska, what, what are some of the, I guess the, the challenges with, with church planting there? Like, um, I know obviously a huge challenge is the, the bear population there <laughs> and, uh, that tends to be a make church planning difficult. You know? Yes, uh, it, uh, <laughs> if you're afraid of certain wildlife, uh, it could be very intimidating. Yeah, but uh, it's it's again God in His sovereignty is is crazy how He He works things out even when uh, we have no idea in the past because um, I actually majored in wildlife biology. And, and who would ever thought from wildlife biology to now being, you know, a church planner, uh, that, that just blows my mind how God orchestrated that and, <laughs> and how in college I, I never would a million years thought that that title would have been around my name in the future. But, um, and I still don't feel I'm by no means worthy yeah. of it. It's nothing to me. It's just that that's where he's leading us and, and guiding us. And I know that one of the major, major difficulties is, is just the travel back and forth to the villages because um, Jeff has, has been given um, kind of has a heart for roughly 15 villages, um, communities there in, in interior Alaska. And majority of those, I would say over half of them have um, are, are not accessible by road. And so you either fly in or they're on the Yukon river or another river and so you either get there, like I said, you fly in, get there by boat, or in the winter you you snow machine in. And so, wow, just uh, that alone has, um, you know, is some challenges that that you have to get used to. And and I know for a fact though that that Jeff overcoming those challenges and willing to take those on in the past has opened the doors for him to share, yeah. because when he has has rode ten hours on a snow machine. And, and gets to a village and they're like, why are you here? Oh, I'm here to have church. There's one person in particular that said, Hey, I'm, I'll be there just because you're there. Wow. You, you took that effort. Wow. So I'm going to be there too. Um, so that, that's probably the most difficult. And then, um, the rest is just, it's a little bit different culture up there. Um, and, and like I said, amazing people, um, and, and everything, but it's different culture than the South. And so just, um, building those friendships and, and building that community and earning their trust. Um, as with going cross-culturally anywhere, you yeah. got to earn the trust of the people and um, the local um, population. And, and like I said, they definitely um, find it difficult to understand my Southern English <laughs> a little bit. And so just um, like I said, but we, we love the, the, the people there and we love um, Jeff and Shelly and Jeff and Shelly have been able to build some relationships some great relationships with, with the people there. And, and we are kind of going on their backs into these communities. So, um, they've been, they've allowed us, they've opened many doors for us. So we're looking forward again to, to getting up there and serving and, and, um, 
and prayerfully um, seeing people come to know Jesus through it. So, wow. Oh, so are y'all are y'all like the I guess Northern Lights? Are there other evangelical missionaries? And you said what, like fifteen villages? Are y'all kind of the only gospel presence there? Are there other missionaries there, or is it kind of all? And in the past, there's been other mission missionaries come in, and even now, occasionally during the summer, they'll have different missionaries come in. But the as far as I understand it, um, Jeff and Shelley and Northern Lights Missions are the only year round wow. missionaries. So a lot of them go back down south. To lower forty eight during the winter. Wow! So it, I think that alone has opened some doors um, because you you earn respect and say, "Hey, I'm not just here during the the warmer uh, mosquito infested months. I'm I'm here all year." Um, so, like I said, that um, and and again with that, uh, other missionaries in the past going in, you have different kind of theological beliefs that's been taught, or just the the sporadic nature. Of, of different missionaries coming in and, and teachers um, leads to a little bit of confusion and just the, the lack of, um, of of knowledge of, of our Lord and Savior and, and his love for them. And and so it's uh, they need some some con- continuous, um, some continuity, someone that that's stable. And, and that's what Jeff and Shelly have been. And, and we pray we are. Yeah. Wow. So I feel like I'm saying wow a lot. Like this is just <laughs> like this is it's just really cool to see like a um a like a young family. You've got how old is Judson? He is just today. He's five months. Five five month old. I, I mean, t- typically like uh, you're encouraged. I guess like this isn't the time to be becoming missionaries. You know, like no. is, is how probably most yeah. people would view that. Um, but Y'all are saying like, no, this is the perfect time. Like, we want our son to grow up on the mission field, which is really cool because that's pretty much you know all, all he's going to know is the mission field and what that's like, and um, which is, I mean, just throwing us out there. Like, I, I, I've gotten to know a few different like missionaries, kids, children, and they seem like it. Okay, I know a lot of pastors' children, and I know a lot of pastors' children who have kind of don't follow in their parents' footsteps. Yes, straight away. But it's the opposite with like missionaries' children. I feel like I don't know if it's because of the, I mean, typically you're you're homeschooled and a lot of discipleship that goes on there, and that. But like I know a lot of missionary, I know a lot of multi generational missionaries. missionaries. Um, so I, I'm just said like that's just it's cool just to think that way, like. I feel, like I said, like most people think, I've got a young child. You know, maybe once life settles down a little bit, then we might think about missions. But it, it reminds me of, uh, I know a, a guy that's church planting in India, and he's got four little girls all, or when they left, they had three little girls at the time, I think, and they were all under, um, younger than five years old. And they were asking, you know, why are you, going on the mission field now is like, this is the time to go. You know, you want to go before they're in school before all those things. And it's just, I don't know. That's just just really, that seems really cool to me that, that you've got such a a young child and God saying, go, we're going to go. And that's one thing we want 
our child to learn from day one is that when God calls you to do something, you you do it. Exactly. And you trust that he's going to take care of you. I just think that's that's just that's that's really cool to me. That's one reason I keep saying wow, which is I think where my talking started. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and and I know for me, um, I had the opportunity to to serve alongside some IMB missionaries in Uganda um, several years ago, and and they had um, one one couple had three young children, and just seeing how their children were not a hindrance to their um, outreach. Mm-hmm. They were actually a benefit because it allowed them to, it opened doors for other parents and, and just it allowed other people to see their lives and the, the genuineness of their lives. And I, Hey, there's times when kids are going to get upset. They're going to, you know, yeah. throw a temper tantrum there because, we're, you know, we're all in need of, of saving of God's grace and, and we're born that way. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, it's just cool to, for me to it was cool for me to see that and and again like I said it's one of those it, it's scary uh, going and and moving Judson away from from his grandparents and and from like I said our families that we love and and cherish but at the same time we know that this is where God's leading and we know that that he's going to to equip us and and guide us and and he'll comfort us in those times of of loneliness of missing our families and and we know that through this though we're going to build, um, prayerfully build new relationships and friendships that that's kind of going to fill in the gap in ways, and and that was another thing I learned from the missionaries in Uganda. They said just the fact that them serving as missionaries allowed them to meet some incredible people and build some incredible relationships that they never would have, um, or could have back in the states, and and so it it opens the door, and so I don't. I personally don't want it to think anyone that if, if God's leading you um, to to go somewhere, um, move somewhere that be somewhere else in in the U.S. Um, or be someone inter, somewhere internationally. Um, if God is leading you, don't let your family, um, the nature of your family, be a hindrance. Um, yeah. Just o- obey and 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 trust Him. I know it's something that that God has had to continue to remind me in in, in my times of doubt, but. He, he is bigger and he is greater and he is enough. Yeah. And that, that including your, your family, your gifting, your God has a, equipped you with everything you need to accomplish, you know, what he has for you and his, his purpose for his glory. That's yeah, that's a, that's really cool. I had a question. I had a really good question that I was thinking of while you're talking and now I completely lost it. I don't know. I feel like I had to do. Oh, okay. I remember it now. Um, I know you would, uh, you would agree with this because we, we kind of just talked about it at dinner, but, uh, one, I know I, I found an easy way. Obviously prayer is probably the most important, but an easy way to kind of build up confidence in, and what God's called you to do and his faithfulness in, in equipping and calling and providing, and sustaining you is read, read biographies of Christians that have done it. And I mean, there's so many stories of missionaries and pastors and, and even other, other strong Christians of that, you know, God just, just provides for them and he calls them to do something and they don't know what that's going to look like. I mean, it's all over the Bible, Mm -hmm. you know, God 
calls people to to something and he 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 calls you to something he doesn't always tell you exactly what what it's going to look like how he's going to provide for you how things are going to come to pass but you just trust like that's going to happen and and he's faithful and um is always always faithful so um kind of the the last question well before we move to the last question is on that note of what what are some uh, I guess specifically missionaries. I, I know you said you're a you you like to read biographies of other missionaries and stuff. What are some some missionaries who you would recommend our listeners if they're wrestling with this to kind of study some more on or read a biography about them or an autobiography? Um, who, who would be some of those? David, I, I'm first of all I'm terrible with names, so <laughs> so I can I just tell you the the ones that that come to mind um right now but i know in particular um i don't know judson um who our son is named after (laughs) has has been an influence but also um the works of i've read the works of amy carmichael and the works of jim elliott um, and just that that not just jim but of that entire um group of brothers that they're willing to you know for the sake of the gospel Mm -hmm. go where it has not been gone before and seeing how God worked in the aftermath of that. Yeah. Um, and, and just, like I said, there's countless others, um, that, that I cannot think of right now, but, but those have been some of my favorite and the, the ones that, um, I, I tend to turn to. Yeah. And, um, and of course being Southern Baptist, you got to throw in Lottie Moon, yeah. <laughs> but, but her, her, yeah. uh, her life didn't make a profound impact on, on how we as Southern Baptists um, view missions and, and how raising the support, the financial support of missions. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the, the billions of dollars probably that have gone to missions, um, because of, of that, uh, program. Uh, and, and so it's just, I, I love listening, listening or, or reading missionary biographies and because it always turns me to, to praising God and, and, and thanking him for what he's done in the past and praying that, that he'd, he'd equip me and prepare me to, if I was faced with those opportunity or those challenges that I would react in a similar way mm-hmm. that I'd be willing to, um, to forsake all and, and run after him even if, yeah. if facing death. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, I was trying to think of some I would add to that, but I, yeah, th- those are good ones. Um, yeah. So, again, moving to Alaska in June, in a couple months, and uh, so moving, yeah, t- packing up his family, moving to Alaska. So, it's really awesome what you're doing up there. Um, hopefully, by this point, people really want to to learn more about what you're doing. So, what are some ways? that you know as we're talking right now is kind of the the adventure is about to begin mm-hmm. <laughs> and um and, and really feel like like God already has and he's going to even even more so because from especially with, with what we've talked about if you've got one family up there right now that's already living up there full time then you add another family like you're doubling the <laughs> you know in in theory, the mm-hmm. amount of uh, you know 
of what you can do and what you're able to do up there. So just feel like, you know, if God's already done this much through one family, how much more is he going to do when he, when he doubles that is just, is really cool. So, you know, expecting some, some really awesome stories of what God's doing. So how can people like follow you and your family in the future and stay in touch and, and hear, you know, some of those stories of the things that we, we know God's going to do there. So, um, I'll be honest, my wife is the more techie, uh, in the social media. <laughs> so she has, uh, has made us a, a joint um, Facebook account. It's Jordan N. Like the letter N. Letter yeah. N, Hannah Rowe. And that's our Facebook. And then. And you spell your, your last name R O W E. Yeah. And then, and also uh, Northern Lights Missions. They have a Facebook, and it's Northern Lights Missions. Uh, I know there are several other um, uh, very close variants on Facebook, yeah. but it, they're the only one in Toke, Alaska. Okay. Out of the location. So if you get that one, you're on the right one. And then we also have an Instagram that I'm going to look up as best as I can because I, so that way I don't <laughs> mess it up. And while, while you're looking for it, I can ask you some more Alaska questions. Yeah. So since, since you're trained with wildlife, um, do you do you know what to do if on one of these long treks to one of these villages if you do run up on a bear? What well, okay, first of all, well, I'm sorry. Uh, bears seem really cool to me. Uh hashtag go grizzlies, ground city. Um uh what kind of bears are most prevalent there? For some reason I think Alaska, I think bears. Yeah. That's just what and, I don't and, know if I've just watched too many nature shows <laughs> and like that they, they but, do. They have a, a lot more um bears um balto that's why i think bears okay sorry (laughs) uh i imagine they would have a lot more like overall in the state than than about anywhere else in in the u.s um but i mean you can run into um several different types of of brown bear uh like there's of course different subspecies of them and then there you can also find black bear and then, of course, the polar bear, which we won't really encounter being in the interior of Alaska. Yeah. Um, but like I said, um, we have, thankfully, while I've been up there and I had the opportunity to go on a, a two-week-long um, like a riverboat trip with, with the missionary last year. And, and in the sense, we started close to the Canadian border and we just floated down in every village kind of along the river. We would stop and... Um, like I said, just continue to build the relationship with them. And, and some, some villages we had the opportunity to, to share and, and teach, have a Bible study with them. And then some of them we just continued building the relationship and, and yeah. talk to the to leaders, to the leaders there and, and everything. But while on that trip, I know there were several times where we found some very uh, fresh bear tracks mm. um, <laughs> that that were quite large. And, um, and I have to say that, that when... When I felt confirmation um, on going to Alaska, it's it's probably not the best thing to admit, but one of the first purchases I made was on a uh, a fairly big uh, gun. Uh, <laughs> I thought you could say bear or pellet or something. Uh, no, uh, um, to take up there with me as yeah. protection. Um, yeah. and, and the fact that I love guns didn't. Yeah. I mean, uh, that might have added a little bit to it, but yeah. but just um, again, like I said, I, I'm not really that worried. Um, I might should be, but I'm not really that worried. And um, yeah. like I said, all I gotta do is outrun the slowest person, right? So. Yeah, yeah, or out 
boat. You know, out of the <laughs> True. <row>. Um, <laughs> um, so it, I, I'm. This is just kind of. I'm just thinking about this now. We didn't really prepare for this, but uh, so will you have? I think I might have asked you this before. Will you have Wi-Fi there? We should have um, in Toke. We should have access to internet and and even um, cell service there. And in some of the villages, um, they actually have. Um, like I said, most of the villages probably have internet and uh, uh, cell service done by a local. I think it's GCI or something like that. But anyway, yeah. where you can contact. But along in between the villages, it's not not much uh, access to to um, wireless or, or whatever. Well, then we there might be a way where we could for our listeners. You know, that obviously you're all going to go follow them on Facebook and stuff, and, and we'll try to we'll try to link that in the show notes their uh, Facebook stuff. But uh, it might be cool to in the future do some like some updates now that with my. Really cool. I, I know you're listening to this thinking, wow, they sound so much better than they used to. It's because we got so upgraded our equipment, and now with my equipment, um, we can, I can direct record phone calls. or So we might could do some, <laughs> some, some updates that way in the future. Um, so last, last but not least, what are just a, a few ways that we here with the podcast and also our listeners can be praying for you? Your family. Well, um, first and foremost, just that that we'd continually, you know, seek God and, and allow Him to prepare us for Alaska. Because, yeah. um, as you said, we I've had the opportunity to go up there and, and spend. I think I've totaled up roughly six weeks in Alaska thus far, mm-hmm. and and so yeah, that that is a little bit of time, but it's it's still just a short um, part compared to what we're actually going to be living up there. And so I still have a lot to learn. And just that we would, um, like I said, that God would continue to guide us and we listen to the Holy Spirit and, and the reveal sin in our life because we don't want that to, you know, get in the way of, of, of his mission. Yeah. And, and then also just that we build relationships up there with the people. Um, like I said, we'd build, you know, good friendships and relationships that we can um, sit down and, and just have good gospel centered con- conversations. And, and then, like I said, like I said, those are the two biggest, but by all means, uh, I, I know just the, the fact that we're moving away from family and, and I actually just thought yesterday of, of how um, difficult it's going to be uh, yeah. to leave, leave, like I said, my parents and, and my wife's parents and, and, um, and they're probably thinking more about how, yeah. how uh, they're going to lose <laughs> their grandson Yeah. Um, for my parents. This is their first grand grandchild. So, uh, oh, man. they, uh. Um, I know they're going to miss them greatly, yeah. but it, it'll just give them more encouragement to come up there and visit us. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and so that as well, but also just um, the unity of, of Jeff and Shelly and I and, and Hannah, because I know um, as with, with all things, we're, we're, we as human beings are, are fleshly. And um, if we allow our flesh to get in the way, it's easy easy for um, kind of discord to get in, in between um People and, and I know for missionaries, that's, that's probably the number one cause. I think yeah. I've read before that's the number one cause of, of people, um, missionaries leaving the field. And so just pray, pray for unity. Um, like I said, we, we, we greatly appreciate you, David, for allowing me to be here and, and, and talk and share a little bit of our heart and what God has, has led us to. And, um, and, and I've enjoyed it and I look forward to uh, the possibility of, of maybe, maybe partnering in the future. Yeah. 
So uh, this is this is what we're going to do. We're gonna, if you're listening to this, um, I would like you to just take this moment, just uh, pray for Jordan and Hannah and Judson. I'm a, I'm about to pray for them. Um, obviously, if you're driving, don't close your eyes and pray. Um, but you can pray without closing your eyes. But um, what? so I can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, except for if you're Baptist, just pull over and close your <laughs> eyes. Um, <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna pray for y'all, and then we'll we'll uh, close this episode. So, let's pray. Um, Father, I just want to pray for the Rose. I want to pray for Jordan and Hannah and their their marriage, Lord. Just that um, as this new season that it just strengthens them and their love for each other as it strengthens their love for you. Lord, I, I pray for Judson um, as he is um, raised in Alaska and that that is becomes just such a positive experience for him and that he grows up just to be um, to be a man that loves you and follows you like his parents are and and that hopefully we see multiple generations of of rose following you to the ends of the earth um spreading your name and your fame um lord i, I pray for uh the family that's that's already in alaska that you um continue just to sustain them and um that the connection with with the rose and them it just fits like a glove and is um as we we trust that it will and that that you have brought them all together in their separate giftings to to work well together lord um and lord i ask that you just constantly and consistently remind them that you are what it's all about um and that if if ever they begin to lose sight of that that you bring them back to you lord and and, and also we just pray for the the people there um that relationships are built and that ultimately people that are right now as we pray that are not worshiping you that through this ministry one day they come to worship you lord we thank you and we love you in jesus name i pray amen a true mission and a true vine the only way to the true god all is fall astray leaving fools blind the truth lies know it's bait seeing imbued minds we sheep going through the gate that's the true sign that we know the resurrection in life the light of the world he came show strength for his might this message is plain this chain get the letters precise these are the i am saying show definite height we know a savior who's god